check, check, levels right. Gonna get some fire booted in there. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. We all know about Umbricius Scarus, right? No? Well, apparently, this dude made a bomb-ass fish sauce around 35 BC, and he would stamp the bottle, showing people that the sauce they were buying was the real deal and that it came from him. The ancient Egyptians created sales messages and wall posters printed on papyrus. The Sears catalog was first mailed to customers in 1888, and in 1920, listeners got a taste of the first radio advertising. Marketing, in the art of figuring out ways to get others to buy the goods or services you're selling, isn't quite as old as having hookers on Main Street, but salespeople have been at this for quite some time now. It's 2021, and unless you don't have internet access, watch TV, or have kids under the age of 18, you know that there is a new wave of young people making millions of dollars because of their, quote, influence and marketing abilities, all thanks to this newfangled thing we call the internet. We have people becoming billionaires because of their, and I'm going to use this word I can't fucking stand, clout, to sell products like makeup to young, easily influenced people. One of the most well-known internet personalities, both liked and hated at the same time, is the subject of today's show, Jake Paul. Paul and his brother jumped on the internet train when they were young and have capitalized on their opportunities to draw large audiences of young people and at the same time raking in millions of dollars in advertising. But as we'll dive into this episode, there's a lot of controversy around Paul and the methods that he goes about to get to where he is. Tack on some serious criminal accusations, celebrity boxing matches, and some shitty rap music, and we'll get to the bottom of how much of an asshole this dude really is. So put on your skinny jeans, fire up that auto-tuned rap music, and con a bunch of 12-year-olds into thinking they can be the next YouTube star. And get ready for the Jake Paul episode of Asshole Court! boys jake paul subject of the show today let's go ahead and get some initial scores mike you want to kick us off here with what your thoughts are on paul sure i don't know anything really about this guy aside from him showing up into my favorite sport like two years ago mm -hmm. and just being like a somehow a money-making force there a bit of a farce it's a little embarrassing when he's like raking in more money than like the top fighters on their pay-per-views 
That being said, I mean, I, I don't know enough about him really one way or another. I mean, just looks alone. We've talked about this. Uh, I have a problem with people's faces. He looks like a douche. Um, but he may be, I don't know. I and, and in terms of the boxing world, sometimes he comes across like a douche, but sometimes he comes across like kind of chill. Like he gives up purse money to have like undercard fighters make more money on him, stuff like that. So oh, I'm, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly conflicted. Uh, the first time I ever saw him was that forest in japan video i'd never heard of the kid before that and then uh, then he's just everywhere now so i'm gonna start him off with a um I don't, I'll, go, I'll go the five okay start off yeah, yeah pretty boilerplate know. there yep all right five for mikey buddy what you got for jake paul all right so i like mikey don't really know much about him and i don't follow boxing really that much either so he didn't infiltrate into my, any sports for me like Mikey mentioned, the only thing that I really know about him is, you know, when his brother got into that suicide forest video, yeah. uh, you know, turmoil or whatever, and uh, basically got canceled. That kind of popped up on my radar. But other than that, man, I, I just know that they're YouTube stars and I know that they've got a lot of followers. You know, both of them, to me, they kind of, um, they look like Zach Morris to me. <laughs> and I kind of feel like they are Zach Morris. Like, yeah, because Zach Morris was an asshole. Exactly. Like that shady, kind of shysty, <laughs> what am I going to pull today? Zach Morris. Isn't and, that uh, a uh, Reddit page? Yeah. Zach Morris yeah. is an asshole. Well, they had a whole documentary called Zach Morris is Trash. Yeah, that's, that's it. Was. it. Yeah. And it's all true. He was trash. <laughs> I feel like that's what they're like, what's Zach going to do today? Let's tune into Jake and Logan and find mm. out. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. He's done some kind of shady stuff. Uh, I imagine anybody who has put out that much content regularly has to at some point. And um, I'm sure, you know, what you see on the screen is not what happens behind the scenes. And I'm sure we're going to uncover a lot of that here today in court. So for me, I'm going to start Jake off with a 5.5. And I'm interested to see what we uncover and see where we uh, where uh, the ship lands. All so, right. yeah, 5.5 off the rip. All right. What you got, Randy? All right, so I know that I am going to sound like a geezer throughout this episode, but damn it, I just can't get behind the whole influencer craze, right? I have a 16-year-old son, and he's shown me videos of Jake Paul and his crew over the years, and I guess if you're 13 or 14 years old, you might think it's cool, mm -hmm. but honestly... They aren't just they're just not very entertaining to me. They're yeah, just I don't stupid. I don't get I don't get a lot of the, the my son system just watches people play video games on YouTube. Yep. And I don't get it, but it's it's a generational it, gap for sure. It so definitely like, is. Yeah. Um so obviously I've seen stuff about Jake Paul and the like you said, Mikey being a boxing and a sports fan. I bought one of his pay per views and I'll dive into a little bit about the the one that we rented uh, not too long ago. But you know, before the show um, doing all the research, thinking about him. I'd probably start him off at a 5.5, five, okay. right around a 5.5. All right. With a 5.5 from Buddy, a 5 from Mikey, and a 5.5 from Randy, Jake Paul's pre-show asshole score is a 5.3. All right, 5.3 pre-show puts him right just above Ty Cobb and right below Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Right, with DMX, too. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, right in that same range. And Zach Morris. <laughs> that Jake just can't give it to him. Zach That's Morris right. is a straight 10. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, you guys ready to create some content? Yes. Let's knock it out. Jake Joseph Paul was born on January 17th, 1997 in oh, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yep. 97? 97. God, oh. old as fuck. 24 years old. <laughs> yep. 
What were we doing in 97, boys? That was the greatest summer ever. The greatest summer ever. Uh, no, that was that 98. 98. Okay. That was yeah. the greatest summer ever. So this was the summer before the greatest summer yeah. ever. Yeah. So this dude was a year old and we were partying hard. Yes. All right. So he was the uh, the younger of two sons to mother Pamela Stepnik and father Gregory Paul. The older brother, Logan, uh, as we talked about, if you weren't aware, he is a fellow YouTube douchebag turned boxer like Jake. Uh, when asked what his childhood was like, Jake has said in interviews that he came from nothing. And in one post-fight interview with Snoop Dogg, Jake said, just a couple years ago, my teachers were making fun of me, telling me I can't do anything, he said, telling me I wasn't smart. My schoolmates were making fun of me. I used to landscape and I just had a dream and I chased it. And it worked out. Suck a dick. There's no fucking teacher <laughs> on the planet that's like, you're so stupid. Oh, my God. You're not going to be shit. Get back out there and push the, yeah. the lawnmower, asshole. She was, she, what happened really was she was like, you made an F on this test. <laughs> Study harder. I will stay after to help you if you want. Yeah. Fuck you, Mrs. Fuck White. Yeah. You won't ever believe in me. I just told you you really need to study because you're not doing well in this class. So this sounds like the 21st century recipe for success, right? Find what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Keep your head down and figure out a way to capitalize it by putting it on the internet. Yeah, just try real hard. That's right. But is what Paul describes as his childhood actually the truth? Not if you ask anyone that grew up with him or if you see the pictures of the neighborhood or the house that he grew up in. Mm-hmm. So old public videos of him and Logan show that they grew up in a huge two-story house with a massive backyard, a long driveway, and what appears to be a four-car garage. Yeah. Zach Morris, came, told you. Came from nothing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a Kid Rock syndrome. Remember Kid Rock came out and was like, yeah, dude, I'm from the fucking trailer park. And then they're like, your dad owns a car dealership. <laughs> Kid Rock, Bob. <laughs> Bob Rock, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a pretty tight name. That would be, That'd be my rap name, Bob Rock. Bob Rock. <laughs> and you dress up like Bob Ross? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't dress up like it, but I would would have my first giant gold chain to be Bob Ross's head yeah. with diamonds everywhere. His fro would be straight diamonds. Bob Rock. So fellow YouTuber and Paul's former neighbor, Sir Yatch, whose real name is Joey Kinsley, uploaded a video well, claiming that's a that, much better name. Yeah, yeah Sir Yatch is his He's like, how do you name. spell, what is this word again? That big boat, a Yatch? That's what I want to be. I want to be that uh, like a knight that drives a big boat, this, this Yatch. So this dude uploaded a video claiming that a lot of the stuff uh, that Paul came out with was actually false and exaggerated. In the now viral video titled, Jake Paul Lies About Being Bullied in High School, Kinsley claims to have grown up 10 minutes down the street from the Paul family. Mocking Paul's claims that landscaping meant that he struggled, Kinsley said. He said, dude, you landscaped and had rich-ass parents. That's not the struggle. That's just what every high schooler that was privileged did. Showing footage of the upper middle class houses from the hometown, Joey mocked Jake's supposedly tough living conditions. These are the type of houses he was landscaping in the mean streets of Westlake, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice neighborhood, too. He's like B-Rad from that movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. He said, even some of my friends went to public school, yo. <laughs> Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, Malibu's yeah. Most Wanted. Dude, that shit's one of my... Jamie Kennedy killed that one, God. man. Fucking love B-Rad Destroyed G. it. Yeah. My, uh, my first job was landscaping. It's totally fucking normal. Like... That's not crazy. Yeah, I mean, and my parents weren't super rich or anything like that, but I'm just like, doing landscaping as a teenage male is yeah, so commonplace that it's not like, oh, I was in the fucking gulags in eastern <laughs> Russia. You know what I'm saying? So sharing some further insight into what Westlake was like growing up, Joey added, 
All you had to worry about around here is how mean the chihuahuas are and how loud the moms are in their Range Rovers. <laughs> oh, that sounds, yeah. I can, uh, I can, he's painting a pretty picture there. Yeah. He, tough, mean streets. He also took issues with Jake's claims that he was bullied by teachers and other students claiming that Jake was the worst person ever at Westlake High School. He was the bully. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He also refuted the comments about teachers making fun of the younger Paul brothers, saying that they probably just asked you to shut the fuck up in class and stop being a nuisance, which that's, probably fits the shoe a little yeah. bit more. And that's what we alluded to over here. So. Yeah. yeah, there's just no fucking... And I was uh, I was a menace in high school. I was not great. Uh, never was a teacher really mean to me. Yeah. That I recall. Right. They could They should have been mean to me. <laughs> if there was ever a person that deserved it, they were like, get the fuck out of my classroom. Never happened. So there are a couple things to take away from all this. I looked at the pictures of the house that Jake Paul grew up in, and yeah, it's nicer than any of the houses that any of the three of us grew up in, mm -hmm. and it's nicer than any of the houses that we all live in now. Well, I mean, I haven't done well in life, so that's not... <laughs> <laughs> and the claims about being bullied, I just don't see that. You take a super strong personality like Paul has, along with the content he creates mm -hmm. and the outlandish shit he does and it it just doesn't add up you know yeah and also like looks wise you know what i'm saying like he's not in order to be getting made fun of you have to be sort of an outlier you're talking about a blonde like fucking handsome dude living in ohio like there's nothing that you're gonna target this guy for you know what i'm saying his parents are in real estate yeah he's not I like mean, quasimodo they're, <laughs> they're like hey dumb fuck look how weird your body is your clothes suck <laughs> what what are those polo oh yeah uh uh, uh. You shop at the Gap sometimes. <laughs> That's a U.S. Polo Association shirt, oh, shit. not Ralph Lauren. Fucking poor ass. Yeah, put on them XJ 900s, broke ass. <laughs> There's no way this kid was getting fucking like picked on like that. Right. So, how did Jake and his brother Logan get famous, and where did all this start? The two brothers started making videos as children after their father gave them a video camera one year for Christmas. Jake, who was around 10 at the time, said he and his brother would just film comedic bits around the house. We were posting them to YouTube and generally having a good time, and the people at school thought we were funny, he told the Cleveland Plain Dealer in 2016. As a sophomore in high school, Jake joined the wrestling team. He got really serious about it, and the video making with his brother took a back seat. However, that changed when the video sharing app Vine came out in 2012. Paul said he downloaded it the first day it came out and gradually rose in popularity on the app. By the time Vine shut down in early 2017, Paul had 5.3 million followers and nearly 2 billion video plays. Jesus. That's crazy. That is. That's a lot yeah. of plays. But it's pro it's the same shit like now you look on Spotify and like, oh, this guy has 100 million yeah. you know, plays. And it's probably a million people watching it 100 times. It's true. You know what I mean? Or it's how many those... times did we hit rewind and play on a cassette tape that we had? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it's, but you see some of these YouTube numbers and you're like, Jesus Christ, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a billion views on this thing yeah. or something like that? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I know. I'm jealous, man. Damn it. I want to live in a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> a Jake Paul slash Zach Morris house? Yeah, yeah, I can barely afford this one. Patreon, <laughs> help me out. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't care what people thought. We were the loud brothers from Cleveland. Kind of crazy and that made us relatable, Paul said in a 2016 interview. We were in the right place at the right time, and we were making more money than our parents before we knew it. When it came time for his senior year of high school, the younger Paul brother decided to finish his diploma online and move to Los Angeles with his older brother. We knew we had to move to L.A. if we wanted to pursue this thing as a full-time thing. We immediately started taking acting and improv classes and making connections while still doing the video thing. Paul launched his YouTube channel on May 15, 2014. His channel is known for pranks, controversies, and features his rap music, 
which in my opinion is fucking terrible. Uh, there's no way it's good. I listened to some of it, and yeah, it's horrible. It's terrible. It sucks. It's Did you, stupid. Did you go over any of that? Uh, just how bad it sucks. Yeah. And is he, it intentionally bad, or is he being sincere? Oh, no. It's, no. He tries oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I'm going to have to check it out now. So how do you make money, and how much money do you make on YouTube videos? YouTube income is generated by advertisements through AdSense, sponsorships of popular brands, and affiliate links. YouTube pays you only after you've earned $100 or more from placing ads on your channel and videos. Based on average industry standards, your video will need around half a million views to earn $1,000 in AdSense money. That works out to about $2 per thousand views. So it's not quite apples to apples, but if you took the YouTube model, uh, the money that Paul would have made on his 2 billion views he got on Vine would have been worth about 4 million bucks. Hmm. That's nice. So if you wonder why there are so many dipshits out there trying to make a living being a YouTube star, this is why. The money is real. Yeah, they just released, um, like, some hacker hit up the Twitch main account, and they started releasing what some of the top Twitch streamers were making. And, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they're making millions of dollars. And I just, I just, I can't wrap my head around it because I've seen it, and I'm just like, there is some legitimately great content on YouTube. Like, some people do a great job. But a lot of the stuff that is hugely popular is there's it's just stupid. It's, it's just stupid there's and nothing pointless. there. Yeah. yeah, like I don't like my son. I mean, I love him. I mean, he sits in, in in another room. I'll hear him on his iPad, and he's just watching people play video games and go, oh, oh god, oh, oh. And I'm like, you have to turn that down. I can't deal with like, and they're always like the shittiest microphone possible. Yeah. yeah. And then it's I'm the like, $2 I'm like, microphone I'm, from the I, family dollar store. Yeah, and I pick up his iPad because I'm like, this person has to have like four views. No, it's like 400 million views yeah. of someone going, oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, look at this thing. Oh, look at this It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just like, this is the worst shit ever. I can't even deal with it. Oh, and another whole big craze is people watching videos and and reaction, reaction yeah, yeah, reacting to reacting, the videos, yeah. and that's yeah. the video is yeah. them watching a video. I'm like, God damn it, man! Like, yeah, video fucking. inception, it is. And the only reaction video that's worth a fuck is two girls, one cup. <laughs> 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 now that is worth watching <laughs> because the reaction that literally that's when that when that thing happened. That's the the joy I got in life was showing it to people and just watching their face <laughs> melt. You did it to me. Oh God. You did it to me. We were living bachelor life yep. in our fucking condo. Check this one out. You're like, hey, man, come here. Check this out. Yeah. I was like, what is two girls? Oh, my. Yeah. Fu- is she? <laughs> yeah. What the? F- yeah. What no! showing? And I can't. And I can't. And you're not looking at the screen because you don't ever want to see that again. You're just looking at that like person's face as they're just dying inside but they can't look away from it it's like the it's scene a train wreck it's like the scene at the end of indiana jones where they open up the ark of the covenant and it just fucking <laughs> takes people's souls and melts their face there you go that's the only reaction video worth a fuck so by the time he launched his youtube channel paul had become one of the biggest internet celebrities he was hired onto the set of the disney channel series bizarre vark and uh, this series bizarre vark is itself a nod to the type of social media fame that paul accrued for himself and his character resembled his real-life online persona. On the show, Paul played Dirk, host of a video segment on a YouTube-esque series called Dare Me Bro, where his character <laughs> took dare requests. Paul began appearing on Bizarre Vark in 2015 when the series started. On January 17th, 2017, which ironically was his 20th birthday, it was reported that he had launched an entertainment collaborative titled Team 10, and got a million dollars in financing to create influencer marketing management and creative agency around teen entertainment. 
Team 10 was made up of a group of social media influencers that he essentially took under his wing to make content and then to groom into even bigger stars. The earliest members of Team 10 included social media stars Alyssa Violet and Lucas and Marcus Dobre. No clue. I mean, I'm so old. It's just yeah. like, I hear those names like I have no clue. But they're like, they're either. Hey, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. They're the, like the mace and the puffy of this generation, though. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Team 10 moved into an $18,000 a month rented house in Los Angeles' Beverly Grove neighborhood in August of 2016. Obviously, the money was rolling in, and by 2017, he was probably one of the biggest names on the internet. To give you some idea of the videos and the shit he was pulling to get the attention and uh, the views of the teenagers and young adults, one of his earliest attention-grabbing stunts took place when he was invited to go to the White House in January 2017 for a social media event along with other online stars. Paul proceeded to sneak away from the crowd and hide out for hours in the White House bathroom and then sneak out in the middle of the night without being caught by security. Oh, Jesus. So I remember my son showing me this video. Uh, He was about 12 years old at the time, right? Yeah. And it was pretty wild. I remember him kind of like standing on toilet seats and shit so his feet wouldn't be seen, the security guards coming in the bathroom just kind of doing their rounds. I'm sure this was a big fucking wake-up call for White House security once yeah. they found yeah, out this team pulled this off. I'm like, Forrest yeah. Gump did it first, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're going to do a joke like that, like, at least clog the toilet. Be like, I clogged the toilet at the White House. Because you know it's got those action pump toilets that are like, right. <laughs> like in an airplane or something. Yeah. yeah. Sucks it There's all down. There's nothing that's going to be sticking around in there. Yeah. No, especially the Trump toilet. Dude, he's Big Macs and, like, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's totally taking a fast food dump in that thing. Oh. You have to have, a, like, an L.A. fitness gym toilet in there. <laughs> so it wasn't all sunshine and roses for Team 10. Team 10 members had to follow very strict rules imposed by Jake, including not being able to drink in the house and having to wake up by 10 a.m. for filming or risk having to pay a hefty fine. Oh, my God. 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, 10 a.m. They are teenagers, though, yeah. I guess. And, uh, but yeah. even still for teenagers, the crack at 10 is not that bad. Yeah. Well, no, you're going to bed four, six yeah. in the morning. I remember. Yeah. Well, not if you're not drinking. It's true. Yeah. 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 But big kicker is they had to give Jake 20% of their revenue yeah. and have any prospective house guests uh, to the house approved by Jake. That's a reasonable. Yeah. This is kind of marketing brand, kind of like when you get a McDonald's, you know, or a Chick fil A, something like that. You have to pay a percentage out to. Yeah. You're getting yeah. exposure just yeah. by virtue of being in that relationship. So, yeah. of course. Yeah. 20% hit. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned earlier, Jake Paul also likes to play white guy rapper. Paul released the single titled It's Every Day, Bro, featuring Team 10 (laughs) alongside the music video on May 30th, 2017. It featured vocals from members of the team at the time consisting of Nick Crompton, Chance Sutton, Ivan and Emilio Martinez and Tessa Brooks. Again. They got Tessa Brooks on that show? Oh, yeah. Again, oh, wow. a bunch of people. I have <laughs> no fucking clue who they are, but apparently they are internet famous. The video garnered over 70 million views in one month, which equates to about $140,000 in income and became the third most disliked video on the website with over 4.4 million downvotes. <laughs> yeah. I got to check this out now. It's every day, bro. It's every day, bro. <laughs> the song debuted and peaked at number 91 on the Billboard Hot 100 and was oh. certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. God. Man. Well, the, the premise of the song is very thought-provoking. Well, it is every day, bro. It refers to how Paul at the time posted a video every single day. Well, it makes perfect sense. He's just super every heavy. day, bro. Every day. He's just giving you the blueprint, people. 
right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to be just listening to, like listening to this man. Soaking Tony, up that knowledge, man. That's it. All you gotta do is post a video every day and you too can have your own billboard charting single. <laughs> yeah. Super heavy and deep. In July 2017, neighbors living around the Team 10 house complained that Paul had turned their quiet community into a living hell in a war zone and that it was frequently invaded by screaming teenage fans because Paul publicized the address online. <laughs> so I watched some of the videos of the parties he had at the house and they were pretty off the chain. They had like heavy machinery in the backyard that they were swinging on. Oh, oh. Jesus. Hundreds of people were there and it was definitely wild. There was other videos of him and his buddies like, riding motorcycles up and down the streets in the neighborhood, standing up on the seats and shit, just generally raising hell. But this is definitely uh, what millionaires want having happen in their neighborhood. Totally. Right? Of yeah. course. Him and him and Bieber were drag racing in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors were debating whether to file a class action public nuisance lawsuit against them. But Paul and Team Tim had moved out of the neighborhood and into a new home in Calabasas by October 2017. If you aren't familiar with Calabasas, California... The median home price there is $1.8 million, about 230% of the national average. Mm-hmm. That didn't stop the landlord of the former Team 10 house from filing a $2.5 million lawsuit against the YouTuber in 2018 for allegedly trashing the rented you house. You know he trashed you that No, they no trashed doubt. it. They probably have it all on video, too. That's pro- they probably made, yeah, exactly, made videos of them fucking putting holes in the wall and shit. Like, it wasn't me. The shaggy defense. The shaggy defense, yeah. yeah. Paul felt the fallout from the incident with the Team 10 house and its neighbors. Disney announced that Paul would not return to his role on Bizarre Vark for the second season. <laughs> what a stupid name for a show. It is a bad name. Yeah. Like, just because you can put two words together doesn't mean you should. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jake later confirmed the news on his Twitter page saying he would now focus more on his personal brand, his YouTube channel, his business ventures, and more adult acting roles. And later came out and said... Yeah, he got fired from Disney because of his uh, not-so-friendly image and it didn't fit their platform. Yeah, yeah surprise, my brand. surprise. My brand. My brand. I'm going to take this time. I'm going to go in a new direction, guys. Yeah. Um, and, and all on the up and up, you yeah. know, so uh, stay tuned. Yeah, it worked out. We've been asked by our fans, guys, we want more. And just like a genie in a bottle, your wish is our command. Our Patreon page is now live. Find us on Patreon at AHC Podcast to get access to our all-new Conspiracy Court episodes, get a shout-out on one of our Asshole Court episodes, voting power on future episodes, stickers, swag, and a whole lot more. Go to Patreon.com and search for AHC Podcast to get your fix today. And now, back to your regularly scheduled shenanigans. So January 2018 wasn't the best month for Paul. On January 3rd, Paul uploaded a video to his YouTube channel titled, I Lost My Virginity, which used a thumbnail of himself and his then-girlfriend Erica Costell posing semi-nude on top of each other. The video was age-restricted by YouTube, and as a result, critics such as Keemstar criticized the thumbnail as being way too inappropriate for his younger audience. So, I guess almost porn isn't cool to show a bunch of 12-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, They're looking at it anyway. Yeah, yeah. The thumbnail was later changed with both Paul and Castell fully clothed and not touching each other. <laughs> Just two days later, in a leaked video, Paul dropped the N-word twice while Ooh. freestyle rapping. This was I'm guessing not the hard R, though. He was trying to... It was with the A, yeah. but 
As a white guy, no, of course I mean, yeah. You can't use it. You, yeah, you just can't do it. There's just levels to that game, though. If you're dropping that hard R, you're really going yeah. hard in the paint. It, With it, an A, does. it's not advisable. But. <laughs> and this was right around the same time his brother Logan got caught up in the suicide forest video thing. Okay. Uh, so it so kind of def- the snowball. Yeah, and it deflected a little bit of the attention for just a minute, right? That's right. Probably, yeah. probably yeah. done intentionally. I probably yeah. right. Maybe. Rainy day deflector video. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's if they did do that, they're pretty fucking smart in terms of like, uh, you know, PR stunts. They're like, yo, I'm catching tons of heat for showing this fucking suicide. Uh, release the board. Yeah, he was like, dude, you got to release that that rap one where you actually use the n word. Can you please? Oh, they had a God. whole conversation. He's like, I, I can't do it. He's like, you have to do it. You're my brother. Oh you have to God, do it. I told you about this, yeah. Logan. I told you. No, I'll get you back. Fuck. I promise. I promise. Fuck. Uh, all right. So if you have the attention of millions of teenagers who hang on to your every move and you make your living off keeping that attention, what would you do to make sure you keep that relationship strong? I tell them to go into their parents' room and take out their credit card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're beating yeah. down the right path here. Maybe uh, providing free giveaways to your most loyal fans or maybe show them the way to fame and fortune by providing an in-depth how-to manual on how to get started on being a YouTube douche. Chapter Ooh, one. I want to be a YouTube douche. Chapter one is called Extreme Luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like the strategy went something like that, but of course there is a fucked up twist to it all. Paul has been accused of scamming young followers more than once. His ventures tend to revolve around a central theme. Paul tells his kids' subscribers that education isn't important since he didn't do well in school but became rich and famous, and all other kids should follow his lead. This might be best exemplified with Paul's widely mocked diss track about teachers. Yeah, I heard about about. that. Yeah, and that's uh, he's basically telling kids that like teachers suck and they didn't teach me how to stack my cash and how to buy Lambo cash. Yeah. And all this. So I've mentioned on the show before, my mom was a teacher and I think they have one of the most underappreciated, thankless jobs in society. So that kind of bullshit definitely rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, are there bad apples in every bunch? Yes. Of course. But think about the people that suck uh, at your job, right? I'm sure there's somebody there that has probably been, should have seen the door long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that suck at their job in every always, facet. Yeah, always. And also, just the basic premise is stupid. It's like education is dumb. <laughs> what? <laughs> come, come again? Yeah. yeah. Learning t- stuff to help your life is a dumb idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't need to learn about history or math to make this type of math. I mean, wait. <laughs> Did you see my Lambo video? Yeah. His fucking accountant's like, oh, I love this. He's like, can you even read the contract, you dumb fuck? Him card read good. (laughs) The majority of teachers definitely aren't in it for the money, but the amount of bullshit they have to put up from other people's kids, in my opinion, deserves way more than they get paid. So I'll get off my my soapbox for now. No, in fact, I want to take a moment here to apologize to all my teachers in high school because (laughs) you were all right. You were all correct that I was wasting my potential and I have wasted it to the fullest. And if I could go back and take a time machine, you know, I probably would be doing a little bit better if I just fucking listened to you guys the first time. Yeah, we could all probably have heeded more advice from our teachers back then. Yeah. But Paul doesn't just diss education. He's attempted to start two of his own educational programs that theoretically instruct followers on how to be influential and make money through online pursuits like his own. Mm -hmm. Paul has enacted two very similar schemes themed around that idea. The first one was Edfluence. Edfluence was launched in 2018 and was supposed to be a series of videos fans could unlock for $7 that would give them a roadmap to success as an influencer. 
Except, as many YouTubers and publications pointed out, the $7 didn't unlock the program in its entirety. It unlocked a few videos with basic tips like, have a phone, and if you like makeup, (laughs) create makeup videos. That's pretty smart, though. And I mean, he got the name after that bizarre bark shit. He was like, two words together is better than... <laughs> Gotta copy what Disney does. They're doing it right. That's so we do it. the same here, guys. That's Edfluence. Edfluence, bro. If you wanted all the videos, you had to pay an additional $57. As YouTuber Drew Gooden pointed out, the website hosting Edfluence was intentionally misleading, prompting parents of young fans to input credit card information on the first screen to pay the $7 only for the credit card information to be saved to the user's profile so that a kid could later click and pay the 57 bucks without needing to input it in again. Mm. So, like, the kids are sitting there, what, like, the parents there, they pay for it, and then the kid starts watching the video, and they're like, all right, cool, I can go get a drink now. God damn. Yeah. They walk away, and then it's like, hey, pay 57 more bucks, and they're like, okay. Yep, that's exactly right. Kind of reminds me of the old 1-900 numbers. Back in the day where you just pick up the phone and ring up a yeah. fucking $50 phone bill real quick. <laughs> yeah. And in case you haven't listened to it, we did a fireside chat on 900 numbers that you should go check out. Yeah, it was actually yeah. a shameless plug. Even worse, part of Edfluence's appeal was that Paul promised fans they would have an opportunity to join Team 1000, a seemingly expanded <laughs> version of Team 10, his famous YouTube click. As Good noted in his 2020 update on Edfluence, Team 1000 never happened. And those who paid 57 bucks just got access to a few disappointing videos about YouTube tips and tricks. Yeah, and then they were like, more coming soon. Yeah. And more never came. I saw a dude that had the account, and he went back and checked like a year ago, and he was like, there's still nothing here. God damn it. I think they're actually taking the website down. Yeah, there they already go. got their money. Yeah, so furthermore, the website for Edfluence no longer exists, so people who paid $64 back in 2018 can no longer access any of the videos. But in February 2020, Paul launched a new educational subscription-based platform called the Financial Freedom Movement. Can you imagine, hold on one second, if like, <laughs> if legitimately like Harvard University just took everybody's tuition and then shut the fucking doors? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're good. Hey, hey. Bye, guys. This is uh, your intro classes here. And as soon as you get done with these, we're going to get you all the way to that degree. At least this one had a smarter sounding name, the Financial Freedom Movement. God, it sounds like some yep. bullshit, too. It had the same premise as Edfluence, but initially you paid a 19.99 fee to create an account. Paul's- fucking TikTok investor. Those guys are great. Yeah. So Paul said, basically, I'm sick of our education system and how it's teaching kids zero real life skills for them to secure their own future. Paul wrote in his Financial Freedom Movement announcement post on Twitter. I'm creating a movement for everyone who wants to take life into their own hands and learn real life skills from actual professionals. Sounds like something out of a fucking pyramid scheme. Do you want to work from home? Do you want to create your own hours? You want endless income opportunities? Yeah. Sign up here. Look at these dipshits over there doing eight years of school to be, what is this, a, a doctor? What the fuck ever, man. I didn't need that shit to do the surgery. He's like Jordan Belfort at the end of yeah. uh, um, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Well, yeah, exactly. Like just doing all these seminars now yeah. and stuff. It's like Robert T. Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad guy. That guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, he is. Fuck him. He's a fucking liar. And he did this huge book that everybody, every fucking idiot in the world thinks is like, if I read that book, fuck, all I should be doing is just paying myself first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It feels good. Yeah. But it, it just all I got to do is buy an apartment building. I'm almost there. <laughs> fuck that guy. And fuck this guy. Paul hasn't issued any updates on the financial freedom movement in months, but the website is still up. You can still create an account now for free, and you can still purchase business masterclass videos that start at under $20, but do cost as much as over $2,500. 
Those videos aren't hosted by Paul, and he appears to be sourcing material from other entrepreneurship education platforms. So I actually kind of agree a little bit with one of the statements he made here. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to sound like an old man, but I definitely think there should be more real-life like prep taught in schools. No, yeah. I think yeah that's, I everybody's on that ticket, though, right now. It's not like that's a... That isn't an insane thing to say. A lot right. of people now are like, look, trade schools are okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, go. If my son comes to me and he's like, I want to be a welder, I'm like, fucking cool. Go for right, it. Go, go for, for it. it. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Stuff yeah. like personal credit and how your credit score works and yeah. how it's going to affect your purchasing yeah. power throughout Absolutely life. Absolutely learn that shit. And like you said, Mikey, the phrase college isn't for everyone mm-hmm. is definitely true. The need for more skilled professions like welders, mechanics, carpenters, truck drivers has never been more exposed than it is right now. Absolutely. There is a major shortage of all those skilled professions. But I love yeah, how, I he's, like, how he's like acting like he's a fucking dying on some hill. Like No one's saying this. Nobody's saying <laughs> that trade schools are important. The gospel, yeah. according to to Jake. We don't need this information from him. You know, right. like that's if that, if you're going to him for this information, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. So yeah, contractors are backed up for months and people with these skills can literally pick and choose their jobs right now because so many people used to look down on these blue collar yeah. jobs, but the pay has caught up, if not surpassed that. Totally. College yeah. It's like, dude, it's chapter two of how to succeed in life. Like learn a trade and then join the fucking union for that trade. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be all right. Don't yeah. get into, I, a guy we went to school with when everybody got out and was going to college, this guy was doing the uh, entry program for to be an electrician. By the time that he was 24, he was fucking pulling 70, $80,000 a year and just uh, it, he joined the union. And you're like, there you go. You're going to get good fucking pay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, no one's being like, I don't know. Like, it's just crazy when people talk like, oh, this is, is going to sound crazy, but uh, th- people should really learn how to fucking unplug toilets. <laughs> yeah, of course they should, because yeah. I got to take a shit. <laughs> All right, enough of uh, the book of Randy and how things should be. It was almost a year to the date in January 3rd, 2019. Paul, along with fellow YouTuber Rice Gum, another uh, two words put together as yeah. one name, came under fire for, for promoting Mystery Brand a website that offers the chance to open a digital mystery box of pre-selected items with the promise to win one in real life at random. Taking a look at the mystery brand website, you see a list of boxes that can be opened for a certain amount of money. There's an Apple box for $14.99 that contains expensive items like a MacBook Pro and an iPhone XS, along with cheap items like cables and cases. So users throw their money down and have a chance for getting both, incentivizing them to spend more money. This says legally dubious. Uh, yeah, right. Gets, it gets better. One of the boxes contained the most expensive Los Angeles realty for $250 million, which was available in a box before being removed. <laughs> man, there's some dumb fuckers out there. Yeah, now. man. The odds of getting this were 0.0000018%. You're <laughs> more likely to get eaten by a shark and struck by lightning. Many users. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> So many users who actually won the prizes shown on the website never received their stuff. Why? Because the site seems to be located in Poland, with the terms of service being translated from Polish before being posted in English. In the terms of service, Mystery Brand says that they will invalidate the operations that were carried out by the person who has not yet attained the age of majority, 18 years old, and will refuse to issue a winning product without refund of spend value. What? Yep. So if you are under 18 and you plop down the money yeah, and yeah. you won, you don't get your shit. God, but the terms and ser- like terms of service there are incredibly confusing. The way you read it. You know, you're yeah. like, I think that's English. Well, Those are was, English words. It was translated from Polish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
how do you confuse a Pollock? <laughs> Put him in a in a round room and tell him to piss in the corner. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Polish people. You guys are cool. So you've got to be asking yourself, why the hell does anyone still watch this guy or listen to what he has to say? Despite each incident of Paul's bad behavior being met with huge backlash and typical condemnation from other YouTubers, they're also incredibly effective. Paul has never experienced massive subscriber loss that impacted his career. It's just the opposite. He uses bad press and negative attention mm-hmm. to attract more onlookers. Yeah, I'd never heard of this fucker before the Japanese suicide force video. Never heard of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like it's like a, some sort of like brain worm. Now I can't escape him. Yeah. You know? So like other uh, YouTube supervillains, the notoriety is the goal, not just a side effect of Paul's antics. Some critics are asking people to stop paying attention to Paul to entirely end the cycle. But as his wide audience places him at the top 200 YouTubers in the platform, it is very unlikely Paul is going to stop his scheming anytime soon. So with all the fame and fortune and followers, you can imagine that Jake Paul pretty much has his pick of the litter when it comes to the ladies. He obviously usually picks fellow internet celebs, and his most serious relationship was with the lady named Tana Monjo. The couple started dating in 2019 in what many speculated was a joke. The couple maintained that their love was real. Yeah. Following month, Paul proposed to Monjo on her 21st birthday, and then went and bought her a car worth more than $120,000 to celebrate. Jesus. Paul and Monjo got married in July 2019 at a Las Vegas wedding that reportedly cost $500,000. Photos of the wedding show Paul, Monjo, and their friends flying on a private jet, a brawl breaking out seconds after the couple was pronounced husband and wife, and Paul cutting the wedding cake with a Game of Thrones replica sword. It's since come out that Paul and Monjo's marriage isn't legally binding on paper. They insisted that the love between them was real. Paul later revealed that the couple was in an open relationship. Yeah, so yeah. it was a fake wedding. That yes, they had? it was a fake wedding. They yeah. just had a wedding party. This basically. has been going on since like the dawn of entertainment, though. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, you had uh, you know managers would hook up celebrities with other celebrities to sort of like springboard them off of each other. Yeah, exactly. And it was their audiences yeah, to each other. Back and... in the 30s, people were doing this shit. Yeah, 20s yeah, and 30s yeah. and shit like that. So this isn't. It's not a new, you know, game he's playing or whatever. He's just like cribbing off of the old book. So yeah. The current actor in play. Yeah. I mean, it's tough if he like it proposed to me $120,000 car. I don't know. I may do some weird shit. And a half million dollar wedding. Yeah, I don't care about the wedding. Yeah. Though. Can I just get the half million dollars? I did think it was kind of cool. He cut the wedding cake with a Game, Game of, of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of cool. I, I'll give him that one. It's, you know, that'd be a lot cooler if he did it with like a guillotine. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, uh, that doesn't really bother me all that much. A fake wedding is pretty much, you know, the soup du jour of fucking Hollywood and shit anyways. And par for the times, no mm, doubt. Yeah. But it's all like the last oh, century. Yeah. yeah. So the chick Tana actually said, any wedding I have, if I have three more fucking weddings, I really wouldn't want to do it on paper because I think that legally binding yourself to someone takes away the love. God, girl, go ahead and get you a book going, man. Philosophy right? one. <laughs> By you know what? I mean, sometimes I just want to fuck other dudes. <laughs> uh, I don't need any paper standing in my way. Uh, uh-uh. the, the fucking the the contract was sealed when we fucked in that hundred twenty thousand dollar car. <laughs> Monjo released a YouTube video on December 29th where she hinted that her and Paul's relationship had gone downhill since their wedding night, which she called just hell. Days later, the couple announced they were taking a break from their relationship to focus on their own crazy lives. 
In an Instagram post, Paul wrote, This is bittersweet, but it's best for us right now. The fake wedding and the saga definitely paid off because from the relationship's inception to the wedding to the breakup, it was worth an estimated $600 million in media value. What? Yep. Jesus. Ah, man, it's so weird to... People that get into celebrity culture is so weird to me. It's so gross that you care about what somebody else does. All day, every day. Those star magazines that my mom reads, she's like, I got more smut magazines. I'm like, what a, like, what, that's so, like, who gives a shit, like, who they're marrying and who they're fucking, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, there's a lot of actors that do great work, but I'm just like, it's like the same, I appreciate a dude that, that fixes my car very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who he's fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cool, I appreciate it. the lady you. at the front desk, that's his wife. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She yeah. runs the office and he runs the shop. It, it yeah. always is that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> you bring it up. Now I can think about that. Thanks. <laughs> You're gonna be thinking, what does he do to you? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you guys go on your honeymoon? Oh my God, mechanics, they're just like us. <laughs> but Monjo explained after the divorce, elements of Paul's fake relationship have felt unfair to the women he's been involved with. Monjo described the wedding night as hell and said while she dealt with a family emergency the day after, Paul continued on to their planned honeymoon where he posed with a group of half-naked women. Sure. So he's of still course. on the honeymoon. Hey. Yeah, It's paid for. Monjo isn't the only one of Paul's exes to express that Paul is a bad boyfriend. In his expansive series on whether Paul is a sociopath or not, YouTube documentarian Shane Dawson interviewed Alyssa Violet, who was one of the chicks in the Team 10 group, the initial group, and was also one of Paul's ex-girlfriends. Violet explained to Dawson that she and Paul faked the relationship, but behind the scenes, she chased actual love and affection from him. Their story eerily resembles Monjo's own tell-all about the difficulties of trying to get Paul to... Engage in something real while maintaining a forced relationship on camera. And Violet added that once Paul dragged her down a flight of stairs during a fight, breaking her iPhone in the process. Not my iPhone! (laughs) (laughs) She specified to Dawson that she doesn't view Paul as physically abusive, but she accused Paul of emotional and mental abuse. She said, I can't even remember a conversation where it was like me walking away feeling good about myself, Violet told Dawson. I'm still disgusted by it because it's not who I am. Mm, man, I can't make myself care. At all. <laughs> At all. So on April 9th, 2021, a video was released by TikTok personality Justine Paradise. Who, oh, great name. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all these names are fake. Monjo. She can read that off a fucking wine bottle at Kroger. It was like, that's my name. My name is Tana Monjo. Because the tannins in the wine. You know? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Justine Paradise uh, alleged that Paul forced her into oral sex and touched her without her consent during an incident at the Team 10 house in 2019. Now, that seems troubling. For yes. Real. Paul responded to the accusation saying sexual assault is not something I or anyone should ever take lightly. But to be crystal clear, this claim against me is 100% false. In a later video, Paradise stated she had received harassment and even death threats over the accusation. That's good. That's a that's a healthy fan base. <laughs> On April 22nd, 2021, an article about Paul in the New York Times featured a second accusation by model and actress Rayleigh Lolly, who had previously worked for Paul beginning when she was 17, alleging that Paul often called her jailbait and commented on her appearance after a production of a video in 2007 where he apparently groped her. I mean, honestly, if you were going to do a Ted Nugent movie, Jake Paul could play Ted Nugent in that movie. You know oh, what? wow. wow. Yeah. That would be a good cast. Yeah. And jailbait and everything. That would be the name of the movie. 
<laughs> I just want to see him do the scene where he shits his pants for two weeks. Oh, yeah. and, like, <laughs> you oh, know, he'll yeah. do it. Being a, being a sausage gelatin, yeah, and, yeah uh, potato chips and beer, yeah. Uh, These are all just accusations, and there hasn't been any legal action taken against Paul in either incident. So I'm not going to sit here and say the dude is a rapist or anything like that. But to be honest, it's just not a good look. No, when, it's not good. Yeah, if your yeah. name's ever wrapped up, he may like be. That. He may not be. Yeah, and that's a tough one, you know, because a lot of people out there in Hollywood, it, it's hard to tell. You know, when you have all the red flags, you know, when sure. you got like 15 people coming up, you know, I, you know, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. But you know, with two, it's hard to say. <laughs> where, 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 what number is it? <laughs> where, <laughs> where does that threshold? Where uh, does the two, scales of balance? Three. Uh, all right. Once you're hitting four and five, then it's a real problem. I don't know. You know, it is because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, okay, well, I don't have any rape accusations against me, but I'm also not famous and rich. Yeah. So I and, and it's not. Look, it's, this isn't to say. You know, it's always like always believe the victims and stuff like that. And I'm I'm with that. You know, yeah, you you. But people say they're, they're getting raped. You should take it seriously and see what that is. But also, I do understand that. You could potentially be a target for a lawsuit or some shit like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. it can happen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, please don't. I, I should have just keep my mouth shut on this whole thing, dude. I didn't want to get into it. It's just fucked up. So yeah. I don't know. He may have done it. He may not have. He done may it. have. May not. It's hard to say. He's, he hadn't gotten in any trouble for Correct. it. Correct. So. so we won't say anything about him being a rapist legally. Right. So 2020 was a fucked up year for everyone, and Jake Paul was no different. Well, it was fucked up for him in a douchey internet celebrity kind of way. On February 23rd, 2020, in Las Vegas, Paul was involved in an altercation with British singer Zion Malik at Westgate, the hotel near the MGM Grand Garden Arena at which the two were staying. Paul and Malik's rooms were right across from each other, and when Paul's older brother Logan went to Paul's hotel room, an argument broke out between Malik and Paul because Paul believed Malik was using a rude tone. Okay. I'm going to say this here. This is where I sound old. (laughs) But these people's names suck my ass. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, what happened? To, like, even like the Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, JoJo, you know, whatever. Then they're like, this guy's name is like Zion, Zion Malik, and <laughs> the fucking show Bateau. Or I, I don't know. This is where I sound old as fuck. Nice. For real. Welcome to my world, yeah, Mikey. Hell I just yeah. like the names are just bad. You know, never just because you can fucking name somebody some shit, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Just because you can put two words together. That's right. Mean you should. I gave my son a normal name and a weird name so he can choose later <laughs> on in life. So anytime I hear the phrase rude tone, I can't help but think of uh, Christopher Walken and Joe Dirt. You're talking to my guy all wrong, wrong. here. Using the wrong tone. He said, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> so following the altercation, Paul posted about it on Twitter, which drew attention from Malik's girlfriend and American model, Gigi Hadid. Did I okay. pronounce that right? I think so. That sounds familiar. Sounds right. Yeah. Your God, this is <laughs> asshole court presents the geezers. <laughs> Brought to you by Bayer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started taking small dose aspirin for my heart problems years ago. <laughs> Gold bond medicated powder. <laughs> uh, oh shit. Paul later deleted the tweets, which he criticized Malik and then posted another tweet saying that he tweeted about the incident since he was drunk, acknowledging the fact in a tweet later the day, writing, someone needs to take my phone away when I'm drunk because I'm a fucking idiot. All I mean, right. uh, that's like, pretty humanizing, actually. Yeah. 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 Didn't happen that way for Roseanne Barr, but, you know. 
And she it said sucked. some pretty racist shit. Oh, yeah. She no said shit. some dumb ass shit. There is no... Fr- I'm like, look, I like the show too, but shut the fuck up. Yeah. 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 They, sh- they canceled her ass. Yeah. Well, no, they canceled hers individually. Yeah. The show yeah. kept the show. going. Oh, yeah. No, Imagine I, when I, they came in and they, they, she's like, so the show's over. They're like, eh, sort of. It's We're going to call you. It, the yeah. Connors. She calls Dan Goodman. Or, <laughs> <laughs> so, can you believe they're going to shut the show down? He's like... Yeah, it's real fucked yeah. up. Uh, I want to stick by your side here, but I mean, you did say some real fucking weird ass shit about that QAnon shit. Shut up, guys. She's she's calling. Yeah. She's calling. Shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> On May 30th, 2020, Paul and a few of his friends came to have dinner at P.F. Chang's outside of Scottsdale Fashion Square in Scottsdale, Arizona. Shout out to those lettuce wraps, boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Jose Canseco's there eating them. That's it. <laughs> they were there as part of the George Floyd protest where it escalated quickly and people began looting the mall. Multiple instances of footage show Paul and his friends outside of a P.F. Chang's witnessing the riot, and they made their way inside the mall where they documented the incident. People on social media criticized Paul for entering the mall and standing in the middle witnessing people looting stores. Paul later apologized on social media, condemning the violence, and also denied the accusations of looting, instead saying he was filming as a public service for a future video. Paul said, We filmed everything we saw in an effort to share our experience and bring more attention to the anger felt in every neighborhood we've traveled through. We're strictly documenting, not engaging. Yeah, if he's not looting, I don't, what, are you, what are you mad about, I guess? I mean... People get, again, he's one of the most hated people on the internet. Yeah, you so everything he does. Anything you can But I mean, honestly, those lettuce wraps... I mean, I may walk through fire for those lettuce wraps. <laughs> They're pretty delicious. Let me tell you something. You can go online and find the, the recipe I, for it. I've made it. I've made oh. it, and they are good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's ground turkey, actually. Oh, okay. Turkey lettuce wraps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, man. they're great. God, it's delicious. Yeah. On June 4th, 2020. <laughs> we, there was a moment for us to really like weigh in on a, a huge social issue, and we we spun, we spun it off into the, the, how delicious the P.F. Chang's lettuce wraps are. Love well. It. No, yeah, yeah, they're great. That's us. Dude, yeah. P.F. Chang's, for real, hit us up. <laughs> the sponsor of today's show, besides Gold Bond Medicated Powder. Do you have a show subject you think would be a great fit for Asshole Court? Hit us up on any of our social media pages and let us know. As you know, we're full of good ideas, and some say we're full of other stuff, but we'd love to hear your ideas as well. Give us a shout, and maybe your subject will wind up in our courtroom. We'll definitely give you a shout-out. Let's dive back into the courtroom. On June 4th, 2020, Paul was charged with criminal trespass and unlawful assembly, both misdemeanor charges, for being in the mall during the riot. On August 5th, 2020, Paul's Calabasas mansion was raided by the FBI. In a statement to the Los Angeles Times, the FBI stated, the FBI is executing a federal search warrant at a residence in Calabasas in connection with an ongoing investigation. The affidavit in support of the search warrant has been sealed by a judge, and I am therefore prohibited from commenting as to the nature of the investigation. On the same day, the charges were dismissed without prejudice. The Scottsdale Police Department said it was in the best interest of the community and would allow a federal criminal investigation to be completed. Paul also explained in a now-deleted video that the raid was completely related to the looting controversy. In uh, August 2021, it was reported Paul would not face any charges over the incident. That's just odd. It doesn't even make sense. They saw a famous guy. They Yeah, but what... What? I mean, the FBI ain't gonna... Like, I, I get that, like, Twitter would get mad about that shit, but it's not like the FBI is just like, fuck that! Let's go ahead and just raid this dude's house. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's they go in, they find like PF Chang frying pans. Yeah, told you, wait, told you. Wait Inside a job. He didn't even order the lettuce wrap. Something's wrong with this motherfucker. <laughs> now, I mean, the lotus duck is good though, so we're gonna we're, we'll go with that. 
No, seriously, that it just doesn't make any sense. Like there is like you know procedural stuff that the FBI has to fucking do, and not, I just can't see it. I, this has something to do with something else. Probably with one of those fucking education things where he's got going on <laughs> for real. On July 11th, 2020, Paul threw a large party at his home in Calabasas, despite the ongoing COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. After complaints from neighbors and videos surfacing on social media, Calabasas Mayor Alicia Weintraub expressed outrage, saying, they're having this large party with no social distancing, no masks, and it's just a big, huge disregard for everything that everybody's trying to do to get things back functioning. She continued by saying, it's really just a party acting like COVID doesn't exist. It's acting that businesses aren't closed. She later added that the city was looking into all of our options regarding penalties for Paul and the attendees of the party. Guests of the massive party documented their day on Instagram, showing many of them obviously without face coverings, both inside and outside. Guests included Bryce Hall, Tana Monjo, and Arman Armani Izadi. See? See? Yes. <laughs> so, this guy... Hi, this is my friend. His name's TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy, Armani Izadi, is Paul's longtime friend and collaborator who was also the officiator of his fake wedding with Monjo in 2019. Izadi is an accused pimp who has pleaded guilty to attempted battery with substantial body harm. In 2013, this dude was indicted on 20 counts of pimping, robbery, battery, and kidnapping. Investigators described a prostitution ring that Izadi would lure women in under false pretenses. Izadi lured women to his prostitution ring with promises of immense wealth, his companionship, and most of all, his protection. The Las Vegas uh, Review Journal reported in 2013 after reviewing police records. Izadi took a plea deal, pleading guilty to one count of pandering, the legal term for pimping. So obviously, Paul wasn't accused of any of this, but the accusations from the other girls and your best friend literally being convicted as a pimp would lead me to believe that uh, he may not be opening car doors or laying his jacket down over puddles for ladies to walk no, over. No, if, yeah. if I was a pimp, you guys would fucking know it and you guys would see it constantly. There's no way you're you're not hanging out and seeing this shit going on. And let me be honest, dude, like going to trade school, yeah, it's way better to be a fucking plumber than it is to be a pimp. Like pimps are like the fucking lowest scum on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Like don't get me wrong, I'm actually all for like legalized prostitution and stuff like that. Like you should eliminate the pimp from that thing. If a woman wants to make that her career and sell her body, cool, go ahead and get her fucking registered, make sure she's disease free and let her not get beat the fuck up and manipulated by pimps. But yeah, if you're hanging out with like, and that's what I always hate. Like I love hip hop music, but like glorifying pimping is fucking horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Again, agreed. On November 25th, 2020, Paul attracted further COVID related controversy due to statements he made with the daily beast. When interviewer Marlo Stern asked Paul if he regretted his words and actions regarding the party, Paul responded by saying that COVID-19 was a hoax, also stating that 98% of news about COVID is fake and that he believed the measures against COVID-19 in the United States should end, calling them the most detrimental thing to our society. Mm. He then incorrectly stated that the flu had killed as many people in the United States in 2020 as COVID-19 did and claimed that medical professionals have recently also said that masks do absolutely nothing to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. How did everyone become a medical expert in the last year? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all over the place. I said, man, them. it just kills me. I, I work it in hospitals. Oh, I'm going to get, I'm gonna get yeah. to you in just a second here. He later uh, referred to said professionals as dozens of my medical friends. When Stern tried to question his claims, Paul told Stern, you're arrogant. You're very arrogant. You want clickbait. I've never even heard of you. The interview sparked condemnation from various individuals and media outlets such as Page Six and fellow YouTuber Tyler Oakley, who called Paul aggressively ignorant and embarrassing. 
So, Mikey, Jake mm-hmm. Paul doesn't know you either. No. But you recently worked in a hospital on a daily basis during the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. Is it a hoax? Absolutely not. In fact, I worked in multiple hospitals all across the country during COVID. It's not a fucking hoax. I just don't. I, I, I get it if you're not like, if you don't understand the impact because you don't work in like frontline situations. And don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I'm a fucking hero. Because trust me, I was in a support role. I wasn't sitting there doing anything with the patients. I just saw it like go down. So it's frustrating. Like if you if you want to sit there and be like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But be quite now. If you're going out there and like I said, I think he nailed it perfectly by saying aggressively stupid or whatever that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Like and being like, it's not a big deal. Like all you got to do is go to a fucking hospital in a major city center anywhere. Like go there two months ago and see that shit when we ran out of ventilators and people were coding left and right. Shit's fucking for real. And I don't understand why it got politicized and why now everybody's like is a fucking medical expert and quote did the research. It's just obnoxious to me. Like it shouldn't even be a politicized thing. It's just like it's a fucking pandemic. So it just drives me nuts. And I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here, but it, it just like when you have to see that shit every day and then hear dumbasses talk about it in like a Walmart, you're like, shut the fuck up. Oh, I remember I remember talking to you yeah. often. Oftentimes yeah. when you were at, you know, get off work, you're like, dude, I watched people die and get wheeled out of the hospital today. all the time. People they literally turned the emergency room into like a makeshift fucking yeah, it was triage. They turned triage, it wasn't yeah. even the emergency room. It was the emergency room, like the giant fucking hallway where people normally go and sit and like get snacks, stuff like that. And they had to turn that into the triage unit because they didn't have enough space. So they at, the, at a certain point, like two months ago, they actively closed down the ER to anybody that wasn't like actively dying. Like if you went in and you're like, oh my God, I broke my arm. Uh, like they were like, go somewhere else, dude, because we don't have the fucking space. <laughs> I'll Jeez. never forget though. You're like, one day I was so fucking depressed and I was just walking out to leave for the day. And I just glanced over, and this guy was sitting by the front door in a hospital gown with his legs spread and his balls were just like, <laughs> true, yeah, yeah oh, dude. Oh, and I was oh. like, you know you feel that draft, homie. You know what you're doing. That's the only thing giving me relief, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was just like, check it out. <laughs> you can't help but see my balls. So why has Paul started getting the attention from other people other than internet-craving teenagers over the past couple years other than his antics? And I know with Mikey being a huge boxing fan, this has to hurt his heart. But Paul has started a professional boxing career. And look, I'll be the first to admit that I want to see him get his ass knocked out every time he goes in the ring. Mm -hmm. But that has yet to happen. I guess it's relative to the guys that he's fighting who aren't pro boxers, Mm -hmm. but he would definitely beat my ass. Oh, I'll give him credit. Look, the guy showed up. He does a legit camp. He he has the fundamentals down. And even if you're fighting like washed up like MMA guys and stuff like that, like he isn't totally worthless as a boxer but i'm like if you want to take this seriously like i got a whole list of names of dudes that i would love to see you go fight the charlo twins you want to actually like make it as a boxer go fight legitimate fucking boxers not like some washed up uh, like dudes like ben Askren or whatever and that's not to take anything away from ben Askren. he was you know he's decent as an mma fighter and stuff like that but i'm just saying you know there's plenty of boxers that would take that all day long because it's a big fucking payday oh yeah because all the casuals love watching jake paul box but I mean, there's people out there, and he they he fought Floyd uh, Mayweather or whatever, or his brother did. I don't remember which Paul no, it was. was him. It was him, yeah. and that's like a. Well, no, it was Logan. Was it Logan? I can't. Remember. I don't no, know, yeah. but it's like that's a dude, Floyd. First of all, is you know he's a prime piece for this sort of like gig because he has brittle hands. He's not going to really throw hard. Plus, it's a, he's a businessman. He just wants the money. Yeah, he's yeah. going to show up and he's going to let that thing like he did uh, with uh, what you call it. Uh, MMA fighter 
fucking no, like like when he fought Conor McGregor. That's right. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, let yeah. that thing stretch out for like eight rounds. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm like, if you want to, he's he's sized up. He could fight Canelo. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> So on August 25th, 2018, Jake Paul and his brother Logan fought KSI and his younger brother Deji Olatunje in a pair of exhibition attention-grabbing matches. Jake Paul's fight against DJ was the chief undercard bout before the main event, KSI versus Logan. Paul defeated him via TKO in the fifth round. You could tell uh, neither were super technical, and it was a sloppy, sloppy match. Sure, mm-hmm. But uh, Paul pulled out the win. Yeah, KSI also is just a, a another internet guy. Yeah, so. exactly. On December 21st, 2019, it was announced that Paul will be making his professional boxing debut against YouTubers, so I don't know how it's professional, and Isan Gibb, known as Gibb, on January 30th, 2020 in Miami. And the match between Paul and Gibb was the co-feature to the WBO World Middleweight title between professional boxers Demetrius Andrade and Luke Keeler. Yeah, Paul won the fight via TKO at two minutes and eighteen seconds. Yet again in the first round, uh, for this one you could tell Paul had definitely put in a lot more time and training and worked on his sure. technique. He looked looked pretty more uh, well rounded as a fighter. Yeah, like I said, he does he does real camps and stuff like that. And honestly, to be a professional fighter, any of us could go be a professional fighter right now. I mean, that's the reality. Like, You're just getting just, paid to fight. Well, it's, yeah, we just go. You get you register with the board, and they clear you medically, and then you can go fight. And that's it's really not that hard to do. <laughs> In July 2020, it was announced he would be venturing into the ring for a second professional bout, facing professional basketball player Nate Robinson as part of the undercard for the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. exhibition match. Dude, and Nate Robinson looked fucking awful. Oh, yeah, and he's retired, so don't get me wrong. He's not current, you know. Uh, The event was initially scheduled for September 12th at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. However, in August, Tyson revealed the event had been pushed back to November to maximize revenue. Paul again got the W via KO at 124 in the second round. Now, again, Nate Robinson is not a professional boxer. He is a retired basketball player, mm-hmm. but he knocked that dude fucking silly. Yeah, oh, he did. And you're always thinking, like, well, he's an athlete, so he'll have some athletic prowess. He looked like a retired uh, person, he, a retired he, basketball player like who a, picked up boxing no, last like year, like a retired mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about my wife, the front desk. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he looked horrible. I was like, I'd be so fucking embarrassed. It looked like he didn't train at all. Yeah, no, it did. It did not look good for Robinson. So after back and forth on social media, it was announced on December 22nd, 2020, that Paul's third pro bout opponent would be former Bellator MMA and one welterweight champion, Ben Askren, on March 28th, 2021 in Los Angeles. After Askren accepted Paul's challenge, rumors of a proposed March 28th date in L.A. started circulating. On February 26th, it was announced that the fight would be held on April 17th here in Atlanta. Paul defeated Askren via TKO at 159 in round one. Yeah, Askren looks like he just came from the Wendy's drive-thru to that fight, too. <laughs> he also looked like he didn't train for shit. Yeah, the event reportedly made 1.45 million pay-per-view buys per triller. However, the legitimacy of both the match and the numbers of the event may have been heavily questioned by multiple personalities, fans, MMA fighters, and boxers alike. So this was one of the more wild pay-per-views I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. My son told me that day, he said, Dad, this is the biggest fight of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts so bad. I laughed my ass off. But uh, I bought the pay-per-view, see what the hype was all about. 
Uh, the announcers included Snoop Dogg, who was actively rolling and smoking blunts yeah. in the announcer's booth. All right. And there were rap acts in between the matches. It was a fucking sideshow, yeah. dude. It it's was like a rap concert with fights in the middle. Dude, it was nuts. That's all Triller does, man. They tried to do these weird events like this, and then they had the one where Donald Trump and his son were announcing the fight, and you're just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> but then when you have a legitimate fight, which is like uh, Tiafima Lopez supposed to fight like George Kambosis, they can't put that shit together at all. He's got pushed back so many times that they actually end up having to like... So like legitimate boxers are... They're, it's not they they do they do sideshows they do yeah. fucking yeah. circus shit. When when I saw Snoop literally looking down and rolling a blunt on the announcer table desk, I was like, dude, this is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. You know, I'm in. All right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't give a fuck, but yeah, what, that's a fucking. What kind of color commentary are you gonna get from Snoop in a boxing match? You know what I'm saying? Oh like you man. Can, oh man, that that he threw a jab. I think is that what that punch is called? The jab. <laughs> I thought that with Askren being an actual professional fighter, this might have been the end of the Jake Paul boxing experiment, but he worked that dude and, again, ended it in the first round. Yep. Before the Jake Paul and Ben Askren main event took place, Paul and one of his cornermen, Jay Leon Love, were involved in a backstage confrontation with former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley, where Woodley was mocked due to his inexperience in boxing, and the result of Paul's bout against Woodley's longtime teammate Ben Askren was discussed. After knocking out Askren, Paul was called out by Woodley. On May 31st, 2021, news surfaced that Paul was scheduled to fight Tyron Woodley in a boxing bout on August 29th, 2021. This fight was a little more even, but Paul again won by split decision. And Tyron wasn't throwing. He, just... he was not. One judge scored the fight 77-75 for Woodley, while the other two judges scored it 77-75 and 78-74 in favor of Paul. Tyron caught him one time, real fucking clean. Almost and, dropped him. And that's actually the picture for the boxing subreddit. This is Jake Paul's face getting fucking smashed, <laughs> so it's beautiful. The kicker for this fight is the side bet that they had between each other that the loser had to get a tattoo that said, I love Jake Paul or I love Tyrone Woodley. It took a while for Woodley to come around, but yep, on the inside of his middle finger, he got an I Love Jake Paul tattoo. I'm guessing that part of this had to do uh, with that Paul said there would be no rematch if Woodley didn't get the tattoo. And with the amount of money they made, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best payday ever for an MMA guy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So with Dana all- White's an asshole and doesn't pay those guys for shit. This mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. So with all this shit this guy's pulled, the schemes, the influencing, the boxing... The 24-year-old has an estimated net worth of about $30 million. Wow. Not bad from a kid from Cleveland who came from nothing. That's right. Teachers told him he was going to be nothing his whole life. That's right. landscaping, bro. God almighty, that's tough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. That is Jake Paul. Okay. Awesome. So let's get some final scores. Uh, So I started him off at a five. Um, Yeah, I mean... The things that would hit him the hardest would be, of course, like the sexual assault charges, but we don't know if that's true, so I can't really do anything right. there. You know, he's a scam artist with the education thing. That's that's kind of a douche thing, so I'll tack on another point for that. Aside from that, the boxing thing, like I said, I don't really blame him for that. It's a, it's unfortunate that it's that it hurts me as a boxing fan to see him get numbers like he does, but what are you going to do? That's it's not crazy. Fault. Mike Tyson had a quote saying, like, I don't mind this guy getting into it's, boxing because of all the attention it's true. that he draws. It does, right? yeah. he, does, he draws tons of attention. It just sucks for me sort of in the sense where you see like dudes that like are great boxers that deserve to make that type of money and this dude shows up like a farce and gets it like right off the bat. But again, it's not his fault. That's just whatever. So I'm not even going to add anything for that. Um, so I'm going to, I'll 
Uh, I'll give him a 6.25. All right. 6.25 from Mikey, buddy. What do you got for Jake Paul? All right. So for me, I found out a lot about him throughout the episode. Uh, it kind of seems like my early assessment was pretty spot on that he's like a Zach Morris just kind of running through life with mm-hmm. all of his, you know, shady schemes. And, uh, you know, he he had the the website up where, you know, he was like fooling kids to, you know, get your parents to enter in the credit card for seven bucks mm-hmm. and then hit them back for 57. And, you know, so many kids did that. You know, that's just shyster shady tactics. And I, I don't like it. The other things that kind of score him up for me is, you know, his rap track, dissing teachers. I mean, like, if you want to come out and do that, I mean, like, I love Weird Al Yankovic and, you know, stuff that's done in in, in a in nice... good taste. Yes, in good yes. taste. Yes. Exactly. Eat but, it. One of the greatest songs of all time. But with his reach and that his reach is predominantly, you know, like younger kids and in that 12 to 15 year, year old age group, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he just kind of... He makes videos for money and doesn't think about the ramifications of the people who are consuming his content. And he's going to say wild and crazy stuff just to get reactions, to get more watches. And, um, you know, like he might have influence over those kids that are like, you know, like, fuck, school's really hard. And I just I want to live Jake Paul's life, you know, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, they all dropped out, you know, so I want my Lambo, you know, I've got a mom, I just need 1999, I'm going to, you know, get in on all this, you know, I, if my son ever comes to me with that shit, I'm going to have a very real conversation with him, I'm like, dude, I'm with you, shoot for the stars, if you want to be some sort of star, you want to be an actor, do whatever, but you better have a fucking plan B, homie, because the odds are long, yeah. So you better get good at waiting tables because that's what most actors. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. gonna be doing, and you're you're not gonna make it. I mean, I'm not to be a dick, but the odds are just like <laughs> it's it. It's, it's like a lottery. It's the yeah. lightning and shark attack, attack at the same at time. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's what he's just like, yeah, Dad. Well, go do your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be but right like, here when you get back. This is a hobby. Yeah, I'm in the fucking <laughs> trenches at a COVID hospital. This is just a hobby. <laughs> so yeah, that it's just like he lives a constant frat life and. You wonder where it turns on and off. You know, who is he really? Um, I just, I don't like it. I don't like what he can do with his reach and the message that he puts out. I don't like that he scams people for money. So, yeah, I had originally put Adam at a 5.5. I am going to jump him up to a 6.4. That's, uh, yeah, I feel with uh, what he can do, the damage that he can do, and um, just total douchebaggery. Or douchebaggeriness. Um, yeah, 6.4. Final score. All right. So I guess my final thoughts on the guy is I I can see why he does what he does, right? Sure, it works. Uh, yeah. It works. That's hey, right. This guy yeah. has made 30 million bucks. He's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. But just like I said at the beginning of the show, I have a real hard time just fucking understanding and even in and a I guess getting why the fuck people are so enthralled with this dumbass shit that these people put out, right? Sure. Yeah, I know course. it makes me sound like an old man. And granted, we're content creators too. We're yeah. sitting here doing a <laughs> podcast, right? So, but I feel like we bring a little bit more to the table than just some fucking stupid ass video where you're swinging on a fucking front end loader in your backyard yeah. having a crazy party and shit. Thank God we didn't have video cameras back in the day when we were oh. fucking, yeah, having it out when in our heyday. That's, stories for another day but you know as far as his asshole score goes i'm going to tick him up a little bit because you know 
again, there's nothing that really kind of makes him a gigantic asshole. You got mm-hmm. the accusations about sexual assault and stuff. None of that has really come to fruition. But, you know, being at that mall when the looting happened, he that's kind of you would expect him to be there. Right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. something you would expect him to be at and be, you know, videotaping and shit. And yeah, if he wasn't think, actively looting, then, right. like I said, or I like also would just go in and eat, it. too. Yeah, that's know. right. Yeah. Who can't fucking get enough of those goddamn P.F. Chang's letter that's wraps? That's for real. So, um, you know, end of the day, I don't think he's a massive asshole. He's definitely a douchebag. Like, yeah. no chance in hell would I want to hang out with this guy. At I would I would be on team negative 10. Fucking take me, far, <laughs> take me as far away from that bullshit as you fucking can. Love it. So, uh, final score for Jake Paul is a 6.0 for me. Okay. All right. 6.0. All right. With a 6.4 from Buddy, a 6.25 from Mikey, and a 6.0 from Randy, Jake Paul's final asshole score is a 6.2. All right, 6.2. Where does that put him on the scale, buddy? All right, with a 6.2, he is uh, in between Adam Newman and Dog the Bounty Hunter and Nancy Grace. Huh, interesting interesting company he falls in there with there. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Asshole Court. As you know, our Patreon page is now live. Go to patreon.com slash podcast to check it out. You're going to get access to ad-free shows, membership to our badass sticker and swag club, voting privileges on future shows, so much more. We definitely appreciate all the support. And an um, education seminar on how to make it as a podcast. That's right. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so now go check it out. And as always, follow us on all of our social media pages at AHC Podcast. Um, lots of cool um, pictures, videos. I don't know if you guys ever um, check it out, but our social media lady is fucking awesome. There's lots of cool, funny shit on there to check out. So. We love you. Thank you for everything you do. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Asshole Court.